Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Celebration Church interview podcast. I'm Brooklyn Clark, and today I'm joined by two lovely guests. You guys want to introduce yourselves? I'm Mike. Hi, and I'm Lisa. Um, we're the Hernandezes. We are part of Celebration Church um, as far as being elders on the board. Um, we also facilitate the marriage small class, the small group, and then um, also head of our security team. Yes, and I also am the volunteer team coordinator. Yes, and so how long have you guys been part of Celebration Church? We have been part of Celebration Church since the fall of 2011. 2011. Yes. Math, what is that, 11 years? Yeah? Yes. Wow, that's awesome. It has. It's been great. So you guys were there in the movie theater, and then you've been with us ever since we've moved into this building, which is really crazy because... Last Sunday was our sixth year exactly to be in the building, That's December crazy. 4th. Yeah. So, which would have been weeks ago now by this time people are listening to this, but <laughs> that's crazy that you guys have been there. You guys were a huge part in helping to renovate the building and tear stuff down and clean up. I remember you guys being there pretty much the whole time. I remember you guys being there. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun tearing down walls and yeah, it's cleaning crazy. up and vacuuming and painting and all those things. Although it is bittersweet of when we used to be at Tinseltown, the theater, yeah, um, for setup for the men mm-hmm. and tear down. Um, we sort of had church before church, and not that we still can't. I mean, with the coffee teams and serving teams, um, when we get here a little early to assist with that as well, that um, it's fun visiting with folks before church. Yeah, that was always a really cool time. And did you guys get involved with? helping set up and greeting and all of that like pretty soon after you started coming to church do you remember about how long it was that's funny you should ask so i was automatic the the first day that we went to celebration church there at tinseltown i was watching the video where they sort of kind of fast forward the setup of Mm -hmm. the church and i didn't see very many people so i looked at lisa day one and said um i think we're here to stay and she wasn't sold (laughs) <laughs> just yet it wasn't that I wasn't sold. we were in a movie theater I don't blame you <laughs> I think for me I just needed to be in church for a little while yeah I just wanted to sit I wanted to listen I wanted to be doing that for a little while definitely and he was ready to jump in so he did and I also always say that the Lord didn't call me to wake up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday yeah and so he would get up and do the early shift and do that and then eventually I um, got involved with the um coffee team there Mm -hmm. and started doing that so i just need a little time (laughs) yeah no i don't blame you at all i remember the that same time period which i was let's see like 12 at that point or 13 maybe i'm not good at math what's 11 minus 25 14 (laughs) 14 see so i was like 14 at the time and i was gonna say i don't remember a time where you guys weren't serving like i don't remember meeting you guys or anything of being like, oh, this is Mike and Lisa. They're yeah. new to the church. Like, I just remember y'all were around. <laughs> and I was around Kelsey, like, every day. You know, we were just always around each other. And so I don't really, like, I couldn't remember a time where you guys had, like, started coming to the church. Like, you've just been there. Yeah. And, like, I mean, like you said, you just started serving, like, right from the beginning. And I know that's probably how you got to know Pastor Brandon so well, like, so quickly to become one of his best and closest friends over time was through those times of serving together because setting up cords and amps and all of these things like it's not just fun 
but it is beneficial, you know, and yeah. it is rewarding. For sure. Um, and there was a lot of setup. It wasn't just the main sanctuary. It was the children's church and then yeah. the nurseries and some of those speakers are no joke. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's how we got involved and got to know people mm-hmm. was by serving. And in those smaller communities, we were able to get to know other people. And then, you know, by the time we knew it, they were inviting us over for yeah. dinner. And so that was really good for us as well. That's one of the hard things about like with the church growing so much is it's like you look up and you're like, this is amazing. You know, like I can't believe that this is where God has brought us through all of this time when we even when we would like switch movie theaters, you know, because we'd switch to a slightly bigger one and then we'd switch to a slightly bigger one. And then when we're in the biggest one, it was like, man, look at all of this. (laughs) And we were talking about it like. If you would have told us six years ago when we first came into this building where we would be at today with the renovations of the building, with our dream team, with our people who are attending, we wouldn't have believed you. But at the time, it's hard because like, man, those times were so sweet whenever there was only like four of us volunteering because that's all there was, (laughs) you know, when we would go to McDonald's and get breakfast before service because there was only a few of us. Yeah, for the whole team (laughs) because there was like 10 people maybe. And like Pastor Brandon would stop at Stripes and get everyone their favorite drink because he knew everyone's favorite drink because there was only a few people. But it is nice that now those relationships have built us to be in this place where we are now. And it's like we wouldn't have been able to lead at this capacity if we didn't have those sweet moments building up to this, which is just great that you guys were a part of that then. and You're a part of that now. When did you become elders on the board? Um, I guess it's been about six years. Probably. Um, I just remember when Pastor Clark asked me one day that I responded by saying, I thought that was for older people, sir. And um, he said, no, it's about um, your heart for people. Yeah. And so it didn't take me long. I I went home, prayed about it. Um, I I believe it was just overnight and came back and said that I would be honored to to serve in that capacity. Mm-hmm. And so to be part of the elder board and the route of the church since we've especially since we've moved into this building um has been amazing just to be a small part in um the decision making and and the the route of what needs what's what's next, you know, yeah. what what is <clears throat> What does the church need? What does the building need? How do we um, pour into people so that we keep um, having them as far as pour into others and inviting them to Celebration Church? Because yeah. I remember at Tinseltown that when we started, uh, you know, filling up the main um, theater and then we had to do the overflow that mm-hmm. when we came here, it was, you know, leaving there because we were... Um, you know, going to have to have to go into a third theater if we didn't move at 350. Yeah. And then um, when we hit about 1200 for the first time here a couple of years pre-COVID was just amazing. Yeah. Like, never, never even dreamed of how, how big we could get. Yeah, it's truly been amazing. And then like to see where each of the spaces have grown that couldn't have grown at the movie theater, you know, like small groups who are able to meet up here at the building. I know y'all small group wouldn't fit in someone's home. No. Because y'all have how many couples that meet on a Wednesday night? 
So, yeah, speaking of the home, that, that's why we came up to the church. Yeah. And so thankful that the church was available because we had 46 people at one time standing room only in our home. Yeah. And there was a big need for child care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when we moved up here and provided that, um, you know, we've, we've probably signed on about 40 to 50 couples that have, have been through small group at some point or another gap. Wow. I think and we have a group me app and there's like, I think last time I checked was 102. Yeah. Wow. And some have come and gone for sure. But on any given Wednesday, um, a dozen to 15 yeah. couples. Per, yeah. That's per a night. lot of people. Yeah. Which and is it's just life. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially when you're married couple and you have no idea where jobs are going to take you or different hours and, yeah. and having kids and, once kids start signing up for stuff, then you've got, you know, practice and plays and whatnot. What I was just getting to like, that was so cool that such a hidden blessing of having a building, you know, was like, we didn't have any idea that yours, that y'all's marriage group was going to grow that big or young adults was going to be, you know, hitting 120, 130. Like, where were we going to put all of those young adults (laughs) or you, you know, at the time our youth group, when Kelsey and I were in youth group, we're meeting at a house. We had like maybe 20 kids. Yeah. And now it's like 40 or 50 kids pushing 100 kids some nights when we do events and we do a big push for people to bring their friends and stuff. Like those 100 kids couldn't have fit Fit in in somewhere in somebody's house, you know, and we were always moving people's houses. So it was like, hey, everybody on Facebook, (laughs) just so you know, we're going to be over at this house or worship nights would be at people's churches when they weren't using them. Things like that, which it grew a huge sense of community in us then. But I think that. The majority of of us who are still here and in leadership from that time haven't lost that sense of community. Yeah, for sure. Right. I think that's been like such a huge key factor, especially I know for like my family and your family mm-hmm. has been like, well, it doesn't feel any different for us yeah. personally, like in our personal lives and in, you know, our leadership lives, you know, like. Lisa, you and I, we've been through, you met me when I was 14 and now we work alongside each other in dream team and in purchasing and in events and all of these different things. And we still have respect for each other. And so it's been really cool that in all that, and you know, burrito with Keenan and with me, you know, as well, but like seeing us as kids and then now us being on teams together, there's that sense of community and respect and like space for everyone to grow, you know, which has been really cool as all of us have grown up together. And, you know, now Kelsey works alongside you. And so it's like super cool that everyone is like still really close yes. together. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, what was the point in time, which I guess maybe for Burrito, it was right at the beginning. But when you felt like Celebration Church was your home home, you know, like, OK, yeah, we're safe here. Um kind of almost knew it immediately Mm -hmm. we knew that we loved it we knew that just walking in the door it was somewhere that we wanted to be a part of um but I think um it was just we knew it Mm -hmm. we knew it pretty pretty quickly I think it was just one of those things like okay this feels good this is what we've been looking this is what we've been missing so were y'all invited by friends or how'd you hear we came um to check out where Kelsey wanted to come mm-hmm. to church she was invited and so we were only going to go we were only coming to Tinseltown to, to check out Celebration Church to see what it was all about because we had a home church mm-hmm. and um, that very first Sunday I felt like the Lord told me um, not only we were that we were going to stay 
but that we were going to befriend your parents, mm-hmm. right? That the Holy Spirit actually laid on my heart to be become your dad's friend. And so I looked at Lisa and said, I'm, I'm thinking we're here to stay. And she says, okay, well, we'll see, but I want to, you know, I want to sit here for a little while yeah. and have some church. And Definitely. of course I, you know, I'm a big time. Let's, let's, uh, do some praise and worship. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I've always said this about pastor Clark. Uh, I, I call him pastor Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's my friend, um, that he doesn't preach, he teaches. Yeah, definitely. And so that was new to me. Um, I thought I, I knew the word. I thought I knew, um, you know, the Bible. And he, he made, a, um, which, what do you call it? When he asked everyone to, it was the beginning of the year. Like I said, it was the fall of 2011. So here comes the new year. And he starts talking about reading the Bible through the, the in a year. Mm-hmm. And I had never done that. I had always started and faded yeah. away. And I can honestly say since I've been at Celebration Church since the fall, the, that 2012, I've read the entire Bible through every year. And so that wow. was because of his challenge mm-hmm. to the congregation. And I just took it as, as a personal challenge for myself. And now it's not just reading. It's studying. It's highlighting. It's writing. And yeah. it, it comes into um, play or it helps when we, um, being part of the elder board, facilitating the marriage class for our own marriage um, and then being part of the, the prayer team as well after mm-hmm. church so that when folks come up that we know the word, we stand on the word and we share the truth. And, and so the Lord just, um, it's just amazing how he works and puts all those pieces together. Absolutely. Definitely. And I was going to bring up the fact that um, you guys are close f- friends with pastors, Brandon and Krista and Um, that is something that I've really loved to watch because it's really big for me, um, to create those boundaries between, you know, mom and dad and pastor Brandon and pastor Krista, because, you know, they're my mom and dad. I've been with them for 25 years and there are places where I'll buck up to them more, especially pastor Brandon (laughs) than other people will. And I have to like, remember like he's my pastor, And keeping that sacred space of he's my pastor because he truly is my pastor. Like I would go to him more than I would go to anyone else for guidance and for care. Um, And I, you know, go to his teaching first. It's not like I'm serving under Pastor Brandon, but I'm getting my teaching from Chad Veach, you know, or or anyone else. Stephen Furtick. I'm getting my teaching from Pastor Brandon. And so I, I wanted to, you know, hear from you guys what your, you know, life has been like being close friends to where you go over to their house for dinner, you vacation with them, you watch my sisters, my youngest sisters, um, over at your house, you guys are like their best friends and how you kind of have that boundary of pastors and friends. Yeah. I think it's, it's been a great thing for us. Um, We've learned so much and so many things that they do just at home with their own children, with you guys. It's been great to kind of sit back and watch them parent and watch them parent young kids and watch them parent adults. Um, And we use that all the time in our own lives. And so um, we can use those friendships to not only grow um, with each other, but we also share it with others. So it's been a really good um, time and really good moments that we've shared with them for sure. What I love about our relationship is that we've, um, 
We're a little older. Mm-hmm. We've been married a little longer. And in our friendship, although, you know, just like you said, he's, he's our pastor first um, and our friend second. Um, when we hang out as friends, we're very purposeful to just be friends. Yeah. Um, it is very rare that, and I'll actually say to him, um, okay, I'm going to be asking you right now a pastoral type question. Yeah, definitely. And so he puts on his pastor hat, if you will. But for the most part, we have um, been mindful to keep that separate mm-hmm. because they're human and yeah. they need their time off too. And, yeah, we, and we recognize that. And so we want them to, to just be them, um, to chill, if you will. And when we go on these trips together, when we go to dinner, we just share, you know, what's going on in our lives, what's going yeah. on with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't cross the boundary uh, unless we set it up in an, in, an, in advance. Yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious that your mom, from time to time, I've said, okay, tonight we need a meeting. And she's like, oh, my what does that mean? <laughs> because she knows we're not just coming to have dinner. We're not coming yeah. to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're very purposeful in that. And, and I love it because we have, I, I believe we've done a very good job with just being their friends yeah. when, when they need friends. We have an ongoing joke just between us and them now. But um, there was a time Mike was going through something. I was like, did you talk to Pastor Clark about it? And he's like, yes. And I said, did you talk to him as your pastor uh-huh. or did you talk to him you as talk your to friend? Pastor Clark? <laughs> yeah. Or did you talk to Pastor Clark? And he's like, ah. I, I, I say she's cheating when she does that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really awesome because just as I've seen through life and especially with pastors Keenan and Beth, like it's been really hard for them as young pastors to find friends who can create those boundaries, you know, and most of their friends are other pastors or other ministers who live out of town. And, you know, I just pray for them a blessed friendship like that my parents have with you guys, you know, where it's like, and I've watched you guys, you know, for the last 11 years, the most predominant years of my life be solid, dependable friends to my parents, you know, and no hate to anyone who has been friends with my parents in the past, but seeing people come and go throughout, you know, our, my childhood, throughout my teen years and my young adulthood. It just shows, like, you know, if people can't be friends with my parents, then, like, how am I going to have friends? Like, those are my, they're my parents. They're, like, perfect, you know? And to see them have such solid and dependable friends as you guys, you you know, I know that you guys have had quabbles with them and you guys have had arguments and fights and you guys, you know, get into things because nobody's perfect. But through that, that solid mutual respect that everyone has, it's just something I wish for everybody who's in that pastoral or leadership position, you know, anyone that has leadership in their life should have people who respect them and love them and can have that boundary. For sure. For sure. And, and you're exactly right. We're all human. We're going to um, fail from time to time. We're all a work in progress. Yeah. But that's where the Holy Spirit comes in because we have been through some times together. And I just love how the Lord... Um, as long as we keep focused on him, mm-hmm. continues to bring us closer. And that's what happens when you get closer. When yeah. you start to learn everything about each other, you know every, each other's quirks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like your family. Yeah, and definitely. So, um, and I've really shared some tough moments with each other, you know, just things in our own personal lives that we've gone through and they have gone mm-hmm. through. And it's it's been nice to have friendships. Definitely. Like For sure. Yeah. And I know that like, 
there have been times in like personal life and church life that you guys have been able to be sounding boards for them. And I think that's really great that you guys can provide a safe space for them to be people, you know, because it can be hard. Um, It can even be hard sometimes just to like be on staff or be in like young adult leadership and have to remember like somebody will say something like, oh, yeah, but no, like you're you're Brooklyn Clark. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to hang out. Like, I'm just trying to be here, you know, and I'm not saying that I don't have friends that provide that space because I definitely do. But I think it's really great that you guys are able to do that for my pastors and like as their kid and as somebody who is under them like I just really appreciate that about you and I hope that by watching this more people are able to create that space for other people because everyone needs that space where they know that they can be themselves and be safe it's just a really great example in this light where you know people are known and it's cool and I hope everyone can be appreciative of that in their own lives as well yeah absolutely and and when we when we have those downtimes uh you know, hanging out, it's, it's, it's dinner, it's shopping, it's, uh, drinking a, a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's where we, why we get along so well. Like we like to do the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when the ladies take off shopping, Pastor Clark and I just go have a cup of coffee and then we're called, we're summoned to carry the load <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's what we're for. Yeah. And so, um, it's just, um, cool because we're not doing anything when we're off that we're not wanting to do. Yeah. And so when we're doing it together, it, it just, I, I think it builds us up for those moments when, um, because of the mutual respect that, you know, how, how do you navigate being on the elder board and needing to be unanimous in a decision for the church because it's about the betterment of the church, the betterment of the people. Mm-hmm. And, and so if, if we agree to disagree or disagree, um, because the Holy Spirit hasn't convicted me of it, it needs to be a yes today, mm-hmm. a, a no tomorrow. Um, we just realize, you know, we're all um, on this walk. The Lord talks to us differently, yeah. um, shares with us differently. We're all um, have our different giftings. And so um, he put us together for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so we just um, respect each other when we decide um, a yay or nay on any uh question that that comes before us yeah i think that respect sometimes has like a harsh tone to it especially in like modern speak and modern you know things it's like respect has gotten kind of like a toxicity around it but in its true naturalness it is just that it's just like having that love for each other either way it's like we don't have to agree on this but either way, I love you and I respect the calling that God's put on your life because it's going to look different than mine, you know? And it's like all of us have to have respect for each other in life and in leadership and everything, you know, which is really great. Um, I wanted to ask about your marriage group and how that kind of started and if you guys felt like there was a need or if you were asked to step into that and how... Um, yeah, just kind of how y'all got into that class. So when we were asked, um, <laughs> obviously, right off the bat, we did not feel worthy. Um, we had to pray about it. And, um, you know, one of the ways that, you're, you know, my friend Pastor Clark put it was, you don't have to call yourselves the leaders. You mm-hmm. can be the facilitators. Yeah. And so it struck a chord in us, like, 
And we like the sound of that because if we facilitate, then anything that we um, discuss or bring forth, um, then we can allow the marriages to participate by maybe even um, we ask the question and they take the lead. And mm -hmm. then next thing you know, I'm looking at one of these couples just like we were last night. And I'm like, preach it because yeah, it's good stuff. Right. And so what we've learned is we just um, pray about what um, a series or whether we're going to use the sermon on Sunday to expand on um, that, that Pastor Clark shared on Sunday. And then we go from there and, and allow the Holy Spirit to we'll come up with um, a few questions, some some uh, verses that we're going to share. And then um, Lisa basically throws me under the bus and, <laughs> um, you know, my mistakes that we've made in our 35 plus years. And usually I'm talking to the men, Lisa's talking to the women, mm -hmm. and it just works. Um, we also decided early on to uh, feed them and they will come. And yeah. so when we do the potluck, it just, um, everybody gets to participate. And they feel like, um, you know, they're all part of the marriage class. Nobody mm -hmm. feels like that we look down on them. Nobody yeah. feels like they're not wanted. Everybody feels like they're um, part of the group. And it's just awesome to see when the couples come together, sometimes, you know, the new ones come in and they're, they're the first time, um, sort of awkward. They don't know anybody. Yeah. And then within two or three weeks they connect and they start to chime in on the questions that are asked. And it's cool to hear everybody's life experiences. They're the, the things they've been through, especially when they see that we're open and, mm -hmm. and we don't, res we don't hold anything back about our mistakes that we've made. And I think that's why we were so hesitant because we, didn't feel like our marriage was perfect. Yeah. And like, how are we going to lead a marriage group if we didn't do everything perfectly? Um, but I think that's where the Lord has taken all of our mistakes that we can then share with yeah, younger definitely. couples. And um, then they can learn from it. And, and they can realize that their marriage doesn't have to be perfect. I think um, you come into something like a church and you expect everybody's marriage to be perfect. Yeah. And when yours isn't, you're like, I, I can't go to this church. My marriage isn't perfect. And I think that that's one of the things we put everyone at ease with. Like, hey, we've made our own mistakes. And sometimes we still fight about the craziest things mm -hmm. and um, the simplest things. Pa passionate discussions. Passionate honey. discussions. Yeah. And so I think that's what we really enjoy about it, that they can all be themselves as well. So I guess what we can kind of wind down with in this next little bit is kind of a piece of advice you would give to a married couple or an individual who is coming to church for the first time, coming to our church for the first time or any church for the first time and kind of what to expect in church? Well, that's easy. For Celebration Church, the, the way I've always sold it is I've always said, um, come check out Celebration Church. I call us the T-shirt church because yeah. you can come as you are. Definitely. And um, you don't have to get everything in order to come to church, just come because the Lord's already done everything on our behalf. Absolutely. And, and one of the things I love that Lisa um, shared early on in our marriage class was we, we shared that we're perfectly imperfect. So don't come here thinking that we're perfect. And, and when the people, like I said, when we share our business, that, that we've done some things wrong in our lifetime, in our, our marriage, um, they see that they're not the only ones. Yeah, definitely. And, and it, it gets buy-in. And so, you know, we're just like, 
just come hear the word. And I talk about how Pastor Clark teaches. He doesn't preach. And um, they, when, when I hear about their experience after they come, about feeling like it was home, there was something different, there was something here. Mm-hmm. I tell them, well, it's, it's the Lord. Um, because we're not um, here to judge anyone. I've got um, more relationships. I'm probably closer to some because I am in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. I'm probably closer to people here at Celebration Church that have the opposite of of what I do for a living um, as best friends Um, just because I've seen where they've come from and where they are today, and it's just amazing to see because, to me, it's a miracle in my presence. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I think one of the things that sold me initially with Celebration, there used to be a video that was played before church at the uh, movie theater. And it said, if you're looking for the perfect church where everyone's perfect and nobody makes mistakes, then you've come to the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And I really felt at that moment, like I found my people. Yeah. And I think that that's what everyone needs to remember is that we're not perfect. We're all here just trying to do our best every day. And get involved, like meet, get involved in volunteers, get involved in a small group, do something to find your smaller community. Mm-hmm. Um, we always tell our um, small group that there is a, that small group app that we have. It's like send out prayer requests. Yeah, if definitely. you need prayer, send those out. You know, this is what that's used for. Amen. Yeah, definitely. And I think if people are listening to this podcast as it goes on and as we talk to people, they're going to think like, oh, everyone just says get involved and and do volunteers and do small group. But how do you think we're all here? You know, how do you think we're all connected and on leadership and things? Because one thing about Pastor Brandon and Pastor Krista is they feel strongly about not hiring from outside the walls, you know, and not bringing in small group leaders or bringing in pastors from other places because it's like, we were made to raise up people yeah. from within. And the first step in order to get to your calling is to take that step. And we have to start taking the steps for God to be able to elevate us to the next place. And it's as easy as going to small group and joining volunteers <clears throat> and meeting those people who are going to help you and call you higher yeah. to get to these places, you know, and not saying that leadership or church leadership is, is the end goal. And that's the place you want to be. Cause absolutely yeah. not. And that's not calling for everyone. And that's not the ultimate calling or anything like that. But in order to s- fulfill your full calling, you have to start listening to the advice of others and listening to God and taking those steps because volunteering is where, and being part of small group is where you're going to meet other people who are doing the same things as you, who maybe have completely different lives, but have the same goal, you know? For sure. And 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 our small group, there's even smaller groups that they meet together. They go have dinner. They go, you know, um, play video games. And, you know, they have mutual interests. They go fishing, all those kinds of stuff. And so it's really cool to sit back and watch, even within our small group, those little smaller communities happen too. Yeah. Um, And one of the things I think about, is, you know, the Lord asks us to love him first and love others secondly. Yeah. And so when we d- we're doing that and we're just, you know, when the Lord pours into us and we're pouring into others, I feel like that's where we're called. Absolutely. Um, um, after all, we- all we have to do is catch him. He cleans them. And mm-hmm. so I just love how, you know, I-, I know there are those that would probably say we're a little bit too kicked back, 
maybe yeah. we show too much grace, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody can show us more grace than the Lord already Absolutely did. Absolutely not. That's a really good point. And I really love that. And I think that's a really great place to leave off. So I just want to say thank you guys for joining us and um, for letting us in kind of to your life. Hopefully we can have you all back on a marriage podcast or something like that, which would be really fun. So I'll have to record a conversation with you guys and Pastor Brandon and Krista. (laughs) We'll set up the mics around the table and you guys can talk. We'll need some uh, space between us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much. As always, you can find more podcasts like this on our YouTube or Spotify, Celebration Church San Angelo. And check us out on a Sunday morning at 9.30 or 11 a.m. And we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Peace.